Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody. I'm obviously a little infant. That's why I've got uh, <laughs> got a little infant uh, headgear on here that keeps me from banging my head when I'm moving around because I got uh, a little out of goo-goo, got a little out of gaga. What I don't got is enough wrong and wronger in my life. And that's why we're here. That's why you're here, because you need to drink it in a little more of that Dr. Steve. And we got to put up with this guy over here, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And you got us both, because we're a package deal. Doesn't matter how much we despise each other. We come as a unit, and you are watching us both. This is the podcast where we argue about things that don't matter to anybody, and it certainly looks that way with the numbers each week but james how are you doing tonight i have so many questions yeah yeah so i had to we, we were bantering for 10 seconds before this and i had to stop myself because we needed a record of this it needed to be preserved for all time so i need to know what you have to say okay what? so this this device that's on your head is made for yeah. infants correct yeah yeah tiny yeah. little babies yet it fits yeah. on your head yeah so presumably there is a baby that size that this was made for <laughs> What does what no, does the, the mother son. look like? Did she survive labor? Like where is that poor woman? <laughs> it took a little real estate with it. That's all I'm saying. But this uh you see the there's velcro that adjusts this to your infant's head and I just completely undid the velcro. Like you can tell by the straps there's no way this would fit on my melon head. So yes and no. It is an infant. It does fit me technically because it doesn't fall off, but it's not affixed in a way that would be completely safe for the infant. I'm glad you finally recognized your lack of hand-eye coordination. You are a danger to yourself and others and basically a giant infant, so you should probably just keep this on all the time. Here, here's your ultimate outfit. You put on the helmet for running into things, then you put the bag back over your head, and then you take a vow <laughs> of silence, and then you'll be perfect. The perfect outfit, the perfect demeanor, the perfect skit for this, this podcast. James, I believe one of the listeners wrote that that was the best intro of all that we've ever done. Like, those jokes were primo. The Perfect. bar it's just a, is so it's low, and it's only you you're competing against. It's just you talking for the first minute. So, like, out of all the manure you've spread for all time, was that the most fragrant? Perhaps. I don't know. How do you tell the difference between one gag-inducing skit and the next? It just... Uh, this is all. This is what you saved me from before we started recording. This is your A material right here. No, it was that was the the mother thing. That's what I really wanted to know. I just I can't even fathom why you, even undoing the straps it would be of that size. The rest of this is just all all ad libbed insults. You just keep giving in to more and more. But yeah, and also also you keep encouraging these downvotes. You get so upset about them. The real downvoters supposedly came forward, but if we acknowledge them, you're just going to get more. You, it was going to go from one downvote to two downvotes to ten downvotes. Pretty soon we're going to have a majority down uh, downvotes, which won't take many. It'll take like six votes to get us there. Because let's be honest, <laughs> nobody watches these things except the downvoters. We did get two again last week, and I can't imagine what kind of animal would do that to two delightful human beings that are embodied in me and you? Yeah, one one delightful human being and Steve. That's where we're at with this. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of delightful human beings, people tend to vote for the person that they like the best. And who won <laughs> last week, James? You did, but uh, you know Ooh. what? You've got. I hope this streak continues. I hope we keep what? trading where I win three and you win one and <laughs> I win three and you win one and you'll feel good about yourself, at least good enough not to cry yourself to sleep. You won't quit, quit the podcast and I'll just keep, get to keep beating up on you. Like I'm the Harlem Globetrotters and you're the you're the Washington Generals. And every once in a while we gotta, we gotta throw you, got you a bone one. just to keep you in there so there's somebody for me to debate against. So I, I do appreciate you for standing in there and taking all that abuse. So I was happy to give you the win last week and now uh, here's to three more for me. It's only fair. I don't know. I would think with a million followers, you could rustle up a few more than the 15 or so votes that it took to lose to me this week. I don't know. That's just me. But I treat my followers well. <laughs> yeah. That's, and, uh, uh, you know, I think, I, think, that I think you're just yeah. drumming up business for your psychology business. It's just you're just traumatizing <laughs> your followers left to go into you for therapy. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's what I need. Yes. We did not introduce the topic this week, James. Speaking of my business and uh, business attire, I'm wearing a, a corbata, a necktie this evening, as you noticed. And the topic we will argue tonight does kind of center around sartorial splendor, like what I bring to the table every week. Yes, we're going to argue, do you start your outfit by building it around the pants or building it around the shirt? This is an interesting debate. Now, obviously, ladies, if you're going to wear a dress, it's sort of an irrelevant debate. But women wear pants and shirts also. What do you what? start with? The shirt or the pants? And I like that argument. But, James, we do have to exchange compliments in the meantime. And uh, as per usual, our time is tick, tick, ticking away in the background. But what compliment do you have for me? I would like to compliment you for having the oddest assortment of gadgets available at your fingertips. You are currently what? at your office where you do not see children or infants, yet you had an adult-size infant helmet just sitting around ready for you to use, which again raises so many questions about what you do with that thing, but it was nonetheless there and you weren't afraid to admit it on camera, so good for you. I'm going to pan over to my hat collection, and I have a... So uh, there are all the hats that I have used while doing this podcast in the office. I have a similar pile of hats that I have used at my house that are sitting in my little studio closet. And uh, yes, the hats, they just seem to fall like manna from heaven, James. I'm so <laughs> glad you noticed and that you appreciate all that I bring to the show. I want to know, are those like tax deductible or how do you keep buying these things? <laughs> James, who has time to buy things when it's so much easier to just run out of the store screaming? Anyway, <laughs> my compliment for you, James, uh, harkens us back to your email blast again this week. And I cannot believe, doing the bare minimum parenting that seems to define your purpose in life, that you actually loaded your entire family into your car, drove uh, two and a half, three hours up to Chicago. You've, you fought the downtown, the loop traffic. You found a parking spot and you went to a museum and then drove all the way back that night. James, you are turning into a domesticated human being. And I'm sad because that will be the death of the James that we've grown to know and despise. 
First of all, Lola drove us up there. I did not do any driving on the way Ooh, up there. So she I do fought remember the you. I, I thought you yes. were kidding with that one. No, no. Real did, fan. Like, what kind of misogynist are you? Women can drive these days, Steve. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. And she drove while I worked on my next excellent book that I had to put out, uh, oh. which is about how to be a man. Step one, ask your wife to drive so you can ride in the car. <laughs> Life imitates art. Okay. So I'm trying to. I, I I waited till my kids were out of diapers so I could be a little bit lazier because it was too much work sure. to move them anywhere. But now that they're larger, I'm going to move them around just enough so they remember <laughs> that I tried to be a good dad. And as soon as they've got that memory imprinted in their brains, I'm going to stop. Cold turkey. Ooh. When they're like, why don't we ever do anything? I'm going to pull up all these Instagram pictures and be like, see you guys fighting ostriches <laughs> there? We totally went and you hated it. Now we're done. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, it was a one-trial learning acquisition for the unicorn this weekend, but subscribe to his email blast. It will entertain you and remind you each week of just how perilous it is for me to show up on time <laughs> for these podcasts with James Breakwell. I'm glad you didn't take on the on-time part today. But James, <laughs> we have building an outfit around pants or around shirt and what shall the two sides of the Guam quarter of fate represent for you this evening? All right. Heads, I'm arguing pants. Tails, I'm arguing shirt. Heads is pants. Tails is shirt. It is up. It is down. And it is heads. You, sir, have pants. That's good because that is actually how I get dressed in the morning because I have far fewer pairs of pants than I do shirts. So I go through and I've got like six pairs of khakis and about two of them fit. And at any given time, one to two of those would be in the laundry. And I've got like two pairs of gray pants that sort of fit and a few pairs of jeans that sort of fit. And so whatever is out of the laundry and hanging up, that's what I grab. And that's what dictates what shirt goes with it. So if, you gray, if all you've got is gray pants, you grab the gray pants. Well, you got to get, so you can't get a brown shirt or something. Or so I've been told by my wife multiple times, I don't make the rules here. So it just, it goes that way. You go by what's scarcest. I think... Without question, people own fewer pants than they own shirts. So it makes sense that you go yeah, by the pants yep. you have available and you use yep. that to lead into the shirt and then everything looks good, which isn't anything you would know about. But for those of what? us who aren't just totally disgraceful in the public eye, we like to look nice. We like, we like to put on a good show for the audience to show that we respect them. We respect their time. And, uh, and yeah, so I build around the pants and I'm sorry that you don't no. live your life that way. No. I feel bad for you. No. No, no, no. James, you, you actually gave the answer of why you should build around the shirt instead of pants because people, uh, six is probably not a bad over under for men at least. Women probably have a few more pants than men do. I like though how you snuck in that sort of fit because I'm not sure that an adult male ever gets a pair of pants that fits perfectly. Yes. It's just, it's the holy grail. But six pairs of pants for guys when it comes to dressing business casual, I think that's a fair number. The problem if you start with the pants is most guys, and I don't know how many uh, like good shirts you own, because of what I do for a living, I have about, eh, call it 40-ish. <laughs> if I was going to build it around pants, there are shirts that I may never wear because I'd forget they're there. That They have to be in a standard rotation, systemized. It's got to be routine so that I just go one shirt after the other. When they come back from the dry cleaning, they go on the end of the line. And that way, I never miss a shirt. So the shirt has to be the foundation. And different shirts can match more than one pair of pants. And so I can kind of sit back and kind of stroke my chin for a minute while looking down my nose at my pants collection and think, is there one pair that I haven't worn in a while? 
If this shirt can go with two or three of the pairs of pants, I'm going to wear the one that hasn't been on for a while because I want to wear out my pants at kind of a roughly even rate. But the pants all get worn because I can control six better than I can control 40. The 40 have to go in a systemized way. That's why you start with the shirts. And I'll tell you what, too. Guys, at least, they wear ties sometimes. And I know ties are kind of out of style these days. I'll still don a tie once in a while. And the tie's got to match the shirt and the pants, too. Like, the tie is kind of the last piece of the puzzle, but the puzzle begins with the shirt. You might be one of those weird guys that also might work from the shoes up, that there's a pair of shoes you want to wear. So you kind of assemble the outfit around that. I don't know what's wrong with those people. They didn't get hugged as children. But the shirt is where it's at. James, I know you've got a lot of shirts, and I'll bet there are some shirts that that you haven't worn since the late 90s because you forgot they were there. Put them in order. Just mow through them one at a time, man. You tipped your Steve Olivas rich man hand there, Mr. I go to the dry cleaners for all my shirt. Well, us commoners down here what? don't live like that. I don't own 40 shirts. Why would you need 40 dress shirts? There's only, what, 20, 22 work, uh, business days during a month? Like That's like a, a two months worth of shirts that you ro rotate through every month. That's insane. Yeah. Are, are you that worried that a client will see you wearing the same yellow shirt for like two consecutive weeks in a row? And all of your shirts, I bet, like, answer me this, are all of those shirts a solid plain color? No. A what, very few of them are. Probably really? five. So what, what are the rest of them? Are you the Hawaiian shirt guy? What, what abominations no, are you no, no, afflicting no. your patients I've, with? Uh, there's a, a specific brand of shirt that I like. And when I stumble across one that I don't have that pattern or color combination, <laughs> I buy it because I like to have uh, kind of a, a full suite of what this brand puts out. Please don't and, name uh, the brand. I, I can't lie. I do think sometimes about that. I wear this shirt last time I saw this person. <laughs> I, it, it does trickle through my head. I'm weird that way. I uh, just don't name the brand because then you're going to kill their sales across the country. It's going to be a ripple effect by word of mouth. Don't buy this. You'll be as uncool as Steve. I start with pants because they're right in the middle because the pants determine what shoes I'm going to wear. I have two pairs of oh, shoes. Geez. I have gray shoes and I have brown shoes. And depending on the color of pants, that dictates that. And it also dictates the color of the shirt. If I start with the shirt, you're not, you're limited. You can't you can't wear every shirt with uh, with those colors of pants. I've only got a couple colors of pants. So I have to divide it that way. Also, it determines <laughs> the belt. Your belt is not based oh, on your oh shirt. Your belt you is don't based. You have more than one belt. I own a well. brown belt and I own a black belt. I went to Walmart and I bought them the other day because I needed smaller ones. And I got them. They're <laughs> oh brand new. God. I dropped like 20 bucks total and I felt pretty stylish. <laughs> But let me tell you something, the pants put everything together. You pick out the pants, that determines the belt color, that determines the shoe color, and then, and only then, do you go to the shirts. I can't think of it any way. If you go with the other way, it's chaos. You just grab a yellow shirt, you're like, what am I going to put with this now? You know, whatever yes, random you can color go black of pants. With yellow, you can go blue with yellow, you have options, man. You have blue pants? Who has blue pants? Are you in the Navy? They are Navy blue, ironically, <laughs> so I suppose. <laughs> I'm learning so much about what I don't want to wear right now. Who doesn't now. have navy blue pants? Normal people. I don't own oh a single my pair God. of God, poppers like you, baby. <laughs> the hobos even have navy blue pants. Oh. I've seen them. Finally, the the elitism is coming out here. We got some oh, class warfare. Us common folk I down here with our six <laughs> pants and twelve shirts and two shoes and two belts. That's what uh, we've got, and you build it around the pants, and that's the way you dress in America. And I don't know what you're doing up there in quasi-Canada or wherever you're traveling around to that people need 40 <laughs> shirts. 
Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but you travel all the time. You've been you've been north of the border like six times this year. That's probably I'm why you have so many be shirts. In Winnipeg in a couple weeks. So yeah, yes. you got you got to wear like four of those dress shirts at once. Then you got to pay to dry clean them all at the same time. Whereas if you just wore one shirt dictated by the pants. Your life would be so much simpler. You'd have time. And I already know which shirt I'm bringing on that trip. <laughs> you'd already you'd have time to go to museums and enjoy the finer things in life if you weren't always <laughs> rushing to the dry cleaners based on your what? erratic shirt selections. So First I just thought my wife goes to the dry cleaner. How dare you, sir? Man, you you don't let your wife drive. You make her do the drive cleaning. What's <laughs> what's going on over there? Roll the dice and get me out of this before I get banned from YouTube and Twitter and SoundCloud and whatever else. Oh, the banning is coming, and it's going to 100% be because of you. Every week we get off the air, I'm like, wow, I can't believe Steve didn't get us canceled yet. But maybe this will be the week. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. Oh, God, we can only hope. All right. If you want to vote for James and picking out your pants first, vote for 58. If you want to vote for Steve and whatever I roll, he's going to say, I always get that number. <laughs> Vote for 28. Oh, that's my number. Yeah, of course it is. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 53. All right, fives and eights are wild this week. So if you want to vote for James, combine both a five and an eight and vote for 58. Jack Lambert will thank you for that. And uh, nobody gets me, so I'm sure that that's falling on deaf ears. If you want to vote for Steve and all things that are systematized and normal, that keep order in the universe, vote for 28. And if you want to just throw your vote away and don't feel like throwing it away on break, well, you can vote for 53 or whatever crazy fourth option he puts out there. I don't care because I come out a winner. I did this week, and I'm going to next week. Until next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and remember, two wrongs can make a right.